The province of Manitoba released its 2021 budget this week. Here is Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell. First and foremost, I think we need to understand and appreciate that the health and safety of Manitoba citizens needs to be addressed to begin with. And we all realize that we're dealing with this COVID-19. And so vaccinations and ensuring that our citizens are safe, I think everybody will appreciate um, that be dealt with. But moving forward, the, the egg industry and, and Keystone egg producers has long lobbied and advocated for uh, changes to the way education funding uh, sort, uh, resources have been collected. Um, and it was part of a uh, conservative government election promise. And so it is gratifying to see that they have started that um, path of uh, how we change how education funding uh, is collected. It's um, so uh, um, you know with the 25% reduction this year and the 50% reduction next year uh, is some steps forward in the right direction. Um, there, you know, it it, it will be benef- more beneficial to some, and some others won't see a significant difference just yet until we have the complete removal of education tax on farm property and and buildings so this is farmland and buildings is that um is that how that works or well and and residential yeah so it becomes comes off of all of of that aspect of it so and i think commercial buildings are at a at a different level um but you know our understanding is farmland and you know your your property your house and and those aspects residential will be reduced at 25%. Another item here, some funding for Watershed uh, district, uh, Districts Program. Um, just your thoughts on, on that part. Well, any enhanced funding uh, for the GROW projects and uh, the water stewardship and environmental aspects uh, will be beneficial. Um, you know, uh, we all realize that um, this conversation is evolving all the time. So some, some funds, some additional funds, uh, Utilized for that, um, you know, I think will be extremely beneficial and we'll be able to measure some uh, results and, and see the projects. And, um, you know, I think the ag industry uh, works a lot better by seeing the positive results of, of these projects. And so moving forward, hopefully the, the positive benefits are apparent and uh, that can be more widely adopted. So, And a couple of other items that uh, CAP was uh, looking for um asking for uh, increased child care uh, support and then also um, improved rural connectivity. Um, was there anything in the budget that addressed those issues? Or, Well, I think the conversation of child care has been brought forward, and um, we realize in rural Manitoba, and, you know, there's, there's a lot more of uh, two uh, working uh, parents uh, with regards to either part-time jobs or working full-time on the farm, and... Uh, so, you know, it, it's it's more about the access and flexibility. It's the, it's the seasonal nature of, of what we do. And sometimes we, you know, we need to combine or uh, work with our livestock on weekends. And so access to child care uh, is important for those families. And if you do not have the ability to utilize uh, grandparents or some of those features, um, you know, we require daycare. And, and if it's not provided then we sometimes take those young children um, to the workplace. And so it's a matter of safety uh, for the children. And 
um, you know, that it, it's large equipment, uh, it's dealing with livestock and different environments that um, are not necessarily the safest place for, for children to be. So um, access to childcare is, is important for rural Manitobas if, if agriculture is going to continue on with um, two working partners. And, and I believe that it was mentioned in the, in the budget that Manitoba is moving towards an e-commerce um, society and and we see the results of COVID with regards to uh, education, uh, commerce, um, different forms of uh, of that part where internet and connectivity is required. Um, so we're eagerly awaiting uh, some of those announcements so that internet can be uh, utilized to its potential. Uh, you know, I am prohibited or inhibited by internet service in my area to do function uh, under uh, some of those e-commerce transactions. And so we need better internet and connectivity in rural Manitoba if we're going to be part of uh, the larger picture. That was Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell commenting on this week's Manitoba budget. There's been some concern over the U.S. potentially reintroducing country of origin labeling. Glenda Leal-Invoisel reports it's an issue that the Canadian Cattlemen's Association is watching. U.S. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack held the same role under the Obama administration when the U.S. first implemented mandatory country of origin labeling legislation on beef and pork. Canada and Mexico, in turn, launched a lengthy WTO challenge. The WTO would later agree that it did have an impact, opening the door for Canada and Mexico to launch tariffs on American exports to make up for the damage caused by cool. The legislation was repealed in December of 2015. Some state senators are again raising the question about implementing some form of country of origin labeling. The CCA's executive vice president, Dennis Laycraft, says they're monitoring the situation closely. In some of the confirmation hearings, we're already seeing a number of senators in particular raising questions to the new Secretary of Agriculture um, about bringing back mandatory country of origin labeling. So we know there's going to be an effort to do that What we are hearing and seeing in those confirmations is recognition that uh, by the secretary that they have tried it before. It was found not to be WTO compliant and that if they bring something back, it, it would have to be in compliance with the World Trade Organization. So that indicates to us that there's certainly going to be efforts to bring it back. Uh, We have maintained our our rights under the WTO by winning the case uh, a number of years ago, which led to the repeal of MCOOL, that if they brought back a measure that isn't in compliance uh, with the WTO, that we could legally put up to a billion dollars in tariffs in place. uh, And they then would have to take Canada to the WTO to prove that that measure was WTO compliant. So we're in a much better position now, but the, there is a clear risk, and we're going to continue to work very actively with our. We have allies literally in every state that's raising cattle. 
that we've worked with in the past and certainly are good friends in groups like the National uh, Cattlemen's Beef Association, uh, the American Farm Bureau and so forth. So we'll, we're going to uh, consider one of our top priorities uh, with the new administration. That's Dennis Laycraft, the Executive Vice President of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network.